0: Welcome to Parenting Kids and Dogs 101, a limited series podcast for parents who live with kids and dogs, or plan to. I'm your host, Michelle Stern, the founder of Pooch Parenting. I'm not just a certified professional dog trainer and former teacher, I'm a mom too. In each episode of this series, I hope you feel like I'm chatting with you, one parent to another, about life with kids and dogs answering common questions my clients ask me, and giving you simple solutions to make your life easier and safer. I hope you'll subscribe and join me for the whole series, and don't forget to grab the accompanying workbook at poochparenting.net slash podcast workbook. Enjoy! In episode six, I am talking about gentle parenting and how this strategy applies to both kids' and dogs. In case you're not familiar with gentle parenting, it is one of many, many parenting strategies that relies on understanding and respect. It avoids punishment and instead uses strategies that involve setting healthy boundaries and building strong trusting relationships that set all individuals up to be successful. So the great news is that this is how great dog training happens also. Scientific studies have established that in both kids and dogs, we see behaviors that are rewarded more often. And I think that's because it feels like coaching. It's a great teaching strategy to help learners understand what kind of behavior we'd like to see more of. This type of parenting can include natural consequences though, because I'm sure that some of you are wondering if this means we're too soft or anything else. So individuals that do something inappropriate can lose access to something that they were interested in doing. So I'd like to give you an example of that. Let's pretend that you are raising a puppy And you've got young kids who run around the house and your young puppy chases them and nips at their heels or jumps on them and scratches their legs with their toenails. So we need to figure out a way to keep our kids safe because we don't want our kids to become afraid of our dog. And we need a way to help our dog to understand the limits of what is appropriate and what is not appropriate in terms of behavior around our kids. So what we would do in that case is the puppy would lose access to our kids if they were playing too rough. So how would I do that? Well, you know my favorite answer here. I would use management. So if the puppy is too rough around the kids, I would say, oops, we need to go behind a baby gate right now. So we would call that a natural consequence for inappropriate behaviors with our dog. The same strategy, of course, would apply to our children. So let's say that our toddler was in their very big exploring phase and they're trying to figure out what would happen if. So let's say, what would happen if I pull the dog's tail? We have to say, oops, that's not okay. I need to put you in this separate play area maybe inside of a playpen or something else, so that you can play with your own toys and leave the dog alone because that was not gentle behavior. And so we have to model these kinds of interactions. We have to explain what's going on and tell our kids, that wasn't a great choice, so I'm going to help you make better choices. And right now, that means you have to spend some time away from the dog. If you like what you're hearing so far, don't forget to grab the free workbook that comes with this limited podcast series. All you need to do is head over to my website, poochparenting.net slash podcast workbook. Setting our kids and dogs up for success often means that we have to look for patterns in their behavior. So if our puppy, for example, gets really excited at the end of a long walk, like my puppy Olive does, I know that I have to use management to help control her behavior at that point, because what she does is she runs up to my other dog, Pippin, and she grabs him by the collar and tries to drag him around. And this is a pattern that has been happening almost every day for a week, and it took me a while to figure it out, because sometimes that's how things work, and that's okay and normal. I'm going to give myself grace here. But what I am doing now is I have to shorten her leash and walk her on the other side of my body from where Pippin is. And I have to explain to her that's not appropriate behavior. Now, on the other hand, there are other times where they can run and play and wrestle and they can play rough with each other. That's a very normal, developmentally appropriate thing to do, but I have to change the context in which that happens. So that kind of play is allowed when the dog's leashes are dragging behind them, for example, as opposed to when we're trying to walk politely on a path. So I can use this gentle parenting strategy with my dogs in this case, so I can set them both up for success. I don't want Pippin to hate his little sister, even though she's a menace. She's nine months old, so she's in adolescence. And I also don't want Olive practicing this really rude behavior because in the future, we're going to go on dog walks with other dogs. And I think that she could get herself bitten if she's super rude with other dogs who are not used to this behavior. So by identifying triggers and managing the situation, I can set my dogs up for success. The same is true with our kids. If we notice that after school, for example they're extra cranky. They're probably hungry, but we have to get curious and we have to look at why there are these patterns. And we need to make sure that our dog is not in a vulnerable position around our kids who are feeling frustrated, tense, hungry, angry, stressed out, etc., right? So we have to look for patterns of when our kids are behaving poorly and we have to maybe move our dog out of the way and put them in a safe zone or help our child be in a safe zone. Maybe we sit together at the kitchen table, we have a snack, we talk about things, and the dog is on the other side of a baby gate. So these are parenting strategies for both kids and dogs that set up clear expectations and demonstrate respectful, appropriate interactions. Some of you may be thinking that gentle parenting is really just too soft, it's wimpy, it means that we don't take a stance on things and teach our kids a lesson or teach our dogs a lesson when they don't do something correct. And I would disagree with you there. I really do think that we use limits with gentle parenting and we set very clear boundaries because clear communication is what is of utmost importance here. I'm going to give you one more example here. I can't let you bother the puppy when he's asleep, for example, or I can't let you kick the dog when you're frustrated. And then in those circumstances, I would actively remove the child from that situation to prevent them from doing something harmful. So it is not permissive parenting. It is not absent parenting. It is a different style of parenting where we explain and model behavior that we want both of our kids and our dogs to repeat in the future. How does this relate to your parenting? Feel free to send me a message and let me know. Take care. Thanks for listening. It's only natural for questions about our kids and dogs to arise from time to time, especially as our babies grow up and our dogs mature. And if I'm being honest, it's not really worth asking for free advice from friends or even online because you can't rely on the accuracy of the feedback you're getting If you'd like to learn more about the Pooch Parenting Society, where I offer practical life and science-based tips and strategies, ongoing support, and a safe place to share, head on over to safekidsanddogs.com. From one parent to another, I see you, and I promise that you're not alone. Thanks for listening.